This is episode 62 of the Creative Giant Show. I'm Charlie Gilkey. Thanks for joining me. On the horn today is Angela Wheeler as well. Hi, it's great to be here again. Okay, so it's the time of the year where we're thinking about new goals. New new year, new you, setting new goals and new resolutions. And Angela, I wanted to take some time to talk about some things to think about as you're um, setting intentions and making plans for the new year. And um, we're excited to jump into the show. Ready? Let's do this. Welcome to the Creative Giant Show, where we go behind the scenes about what it means to live a life full of creative and professional success. Creative giants are talented, renaissance souls with a compassion-fueled bias towards action. Now, here is your host, Charlie Gilkey. Alrighty. New year, new you. Or setting those goals, you know, making um, this year look different than, um, excuse me, making the next year look different than the last year. It comes up every year and it's a major theme. And so, again, we're talking about it to just give a few things to think about. So, before we jump in, Angela, what are you looking forward to for next year? Hmm. I am looking forward to simplicity next year, I think. Um, I feel like I've made things a little more complex at times than they needed to be this past year. So one of my um, foci or foci, it's such a weird word, for next year is about being a little more simplistic. A little bit more simplistic. Um, mm-hmm. Alrighty. Um, simplistic, simple. I know what you mean. So okay. Angela's theme for next year is simplicity. Um, I haven't I haven't really developed my own theme for next year. I'm still in that process myself, right? Well, I have eight themes. So no, you only get one. Simplicity is just one of them. <laughs> yeah. Simplicity and focus, right? Yeah, exactly. There's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. And you deserve me cough. I, uh, I just got back last week from Nigeria and it was a great trip, but um, I also came back with a sinus infection. So I'll try to keep the golfing to a minimum, um, but you know, they might come up during the show. So thanks for bearing with me. Alrighty. What to think about when you're creating those plans for the new year? Um, the first thing that I wanted to discuss is to do a review before you plan anew. Do a review before you plan anew. In my experience of working with people on planning, both on the business side and on the personal side, the first thing that we do is we jump into how we want next year, what we want to do for the next year. And we don't actually sit down and think, like, what did we do last year? What worked well? What didn't work well? What went sideways on me? Um, sideways in a bad way, <laughs> then what went sideways on me in a good way? What are common patterns and trends that have come up? You know, um, and important, um, what ways, and I want to talk about values here, um, made me think of the, the Bare Naked Lady song. We have to have a song for every episode, right? Which song is that? Um, because I'm all about values. You know, okay. that um, I can't. <laughs> I'm not going to sing the whole verse. Um, anyways. That's a funny song. That is a very funny song. It's One Week, right? Yeah. One Week by Bare Naked Ladies made me think about that. Um, so we're <laughs> all about values. Um, I think a lot of times when we get to the end of the year, there's a there's a recurring frustration about things that we didn't do. And mm-hmm. I think if you dig two or three levels deep, it's because things that really mattered to people didn't get done, right? Or... Um, I'll say it in the more values-based language. When you looked at what your values are and how you spent your energy, sometimes there's misalignment. And I think that's where a lot of that frustration, like next year is going to be different. I'm, you know, I have a value of health, 
but I didn't go to the gym, right? Mm -hmm. I have a value of um, being in a tight connection with friends and yet I never call them, right? Whatever those particular things are, um, are really important. So, you know, think about what, what went well, what didn't go well, um, what surprising and, and positive opportunities popped up for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, what went sideways on you in that negative way? Um, mm-hmm. There's a post on the blog called um, Sideways Isn't Always the Bad Way or <laughs> the Wrong Way. Mm-hmm. Uh, because sometimes the, si- the stuff that happens that you didn't anticipate just is the best stuff that could have happened. Um, yeah. For instance, I was, I was thinking on that question. I was thinking about when we went to um, support our supporters for Vision Quest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, neither one of us had really explained it. So quick backstory. Uh, Vision Quest is a... Um, Native American tradition, um, where whereby people go on a spiritual journey. I'll not go into all the details, partially because, um, you know, we want to keep the show um, on time, and also <laughs> because there are aspects about about that tradition that you just don't share with people outside of the community. Um, but we were, you know, asked to be supporters for that for a couple of our friends, and we hadn't anticipated that, and we had, it, we didn't have a real good idea of what we were getting into when we said yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And it turned out to be one of the most beautiful things that we could have done this year. Yeah. Right. And so, um, for a lot of different reasons, maybe we'll talk about the vision quest, the aspects that we can in another show, but yeah. not today. Yeah. So that's an example of something that happened that we didn't anticipate is way more, um, way more energetic investment than we thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yet I wouldn't change it at all at no. this point. Like, it displaced a lot for us. Um, and it's exactly what needed to happen. Yeah, and I think the reason that is, again, going back to the values, when we really look at what our values are, especially around spiritual growth and being, you know, great friends for for people and being in a tight community, like it actually had those elements to it. And Mm -hmm. though we we might not have sat down and said, hey, let's go do this, it was actually one of those events that tapped into things that matter most to us, which I think is why we're looking back and saying, you know what, it displaced a lot of stuff, but it displaced, right... It, it was the right thing to do the displacing rather than to be displaced. Yeah, absolutely. So um, what went sideways on you? And, and the third is like, how do how did your actions for this year align with your values? And, you know, when, whenever we talk about values, it's one of those things where it's, it can have this very normative tone. It can have this very like, you're living out of your values and it's wrong and bad and let me slap your hand. And I just want to take it like everything else where it's like, that's what happened, Right. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. Doesn't mean you're out of integrity in some big capital I way. It just means that life happened and choices in the moment didn't line up with where you wanted to be. So what are you going to do different this year, right? Or are you going to do different going forward? Yeah. Why is it, um, I know this is kind of taking it back to the very beginning here, but why is it so important for us to review before we start planning? I know it sounds like it sounds no. like a very simple question and it's kind of like, well, of course you need to do that. And I will tell you that before we started talking about this again, I was like, all right, 2016, I got my my pen and, you know, paper ready and I'm plotting what 2016 is going to look like. And I had kind of already forgotten about 2015 and I'm still in 2015. <laughs> Yeah, so that's a great question. There is a um, article on the blog called Five Ways Reviewing Your Plans Can Enhance, Enhance Your Progress or Success or something like that. We'll link to it in the show notes. So I've written about this, and I don't remember all of them off the top of my head, believe okay. it or not. But I think there are a few points that I can't remember. 
Okay. One is that it really um, grounds your efforts because a lot of times, um, because we have such a negativity bias, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we only see the things that we don't do, or we tend to place more weight. That's the way I want to say it. We tend to place more weight on the things we haven't done and the ways we've disappointed ourselves mm-hmm. than the ways that we have done something and the ways that we have said what we're going to do. Okay. Right. And so I've, I've experienced in a lot of ways when we just jump into 2016, it's like you're really addressing the things that didn't go the way that you want it to mm. and not saying what what really worked this year. For instance, you might not have put something about Vision Quest like or something that related to like be more involved in spiritual communities. Right. Mm-hmm. You might not have put that as an intention or as a goal, but that was a major thing that happened in 2016. Right? Yeah. Um, the second reason we would want to do that is because when we really dive deep into what worked well, what didn't work well, so on and so forth, we see that there are these enduring patterns that are leading to our performance and things one way or the other. For instance, um, if you have a time management problem, mm-hmm. unless you know you get visited by the time management leprechaun <laughs> and you know um, he corrects that, you're going to have that same problem in the future. So all of your future plans are going to carry that same problem with it. So you can anticipate the ways in which you didn't do what you said you were going to do this last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to see another version of that going forward, right mm-hmm. into this into the next year. Um, kind of mentioned that the the motivation. Um, so there, there's sort of two things when we focus on the negative, our plans look another way. And the third thing and, and related to that, when we focus on the positive things that we've done, mm-hmm. it actually re-inspires us and re-motivates us and reminds us of how capable we are. And so that's another reason you want to review your past plans, right? Um, that's really um, that's really helpful because when I think about it, typically, you know, it's people talk about New Year's resolutions, right? And I've kind of changed my thinking in the last few years about my review of the way things have gone and my outlook for how I want things to be in the future. But it does seem like there's a a negativity bias, um, and it's like it's learned actually. You know, like when you start thinking about what you want to do for the new year, it's lose weight because I don't like the way I look, or it's you know spend more focused time on my writing because I'm disappointed in you know what I've done thus far this year, and so. I can see how it could it could change to, you know, being neutral and positive. Yeah. Yeah, imagine you did something really well this last year. And mm-hmm. rather than saying, like, lose weight or, you know, save more money or whatever that is. I mean, we can – it's predictable, actually, when you look at people's resolutions. Mm-hmm. Like, the themes that show up. Are, and, you know, it's like, lose weight, you know, start a new relationship, get a promotion. like Save money. <laughs> save money. There are yeah. all those types of things, right? Because we're looking at our flaws and saying, hey, we want to do something about them. Mm-hmm. Rather than saying, you know what, I'm going to continue to save money, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to um, be a good teammate for my team, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to continue having good strategic vision about what I'm doing. Um, I'm going to continue to support or to support or cultivate my, my spiritual growth, right? Mm-hmm. Just a difference. Just a difference. Yeah. Right? And, um, you know, we, we talk a lot about the negativity bias and where that comes from. It's, it's culturally learned. It's like one of those things. And just understand, I'm going to pause here. Um, so 
we had one of our monthly momentum calls, um, which is just an open call for our community that they can come and ask questions and things like that. And so someone showed up and she was really, really um, down on herself about choices she had made. She had done two big projects at once and uh, two big learning projects at once and wasn't making progress. Mm-hmm. And the way she was like, I don't know what to do. And, you know, I need some advice. And so the, one of the first things I said to her is actually, I want you to remember that you could write a new story today. You can start where you are and whatever you choices you made in the past, whatever happened in the past, you can start anew today and write that different story. Mm-hmm. Because that's one of the fundamental freedoms of human existence, right? It's also where we get ourselves in trouble because we write that story, mm-hmm. right? We write that story of disappointment. We write that story of frustration. We write that story of not appreciating what we've done. Yeah. And since we're already writing stories... Why not write ones that support us, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and so from my perspective, that's what reviewing plans allow you to do is it lets you see the story at a, at a very deep way and say, okay, given that that's the story, I'm going to pull out the good elements. I'm going to pull out the elements that are really important to me, and I'm going to take those forward to start writing the new story for 2016 mm. or for that year. Yeah, yeah. I like that. All righty. So those are a few ways, but we'll link to the to the blog post because there are a couple ways that I probably missed there. And I've hit on another thing that I wanted to make sure that we talked about is actually celebrating your progress. Yeah. Celebrating your progress. There's this thing that happens, right, where we tend to condition ourselves such that we only celebrate the huge milestones, mm-hmm. right? The really, really big things. It's like, yeah, that's when we'll do something. Um, and we have to remember that Those big, huge milestones are accomplished by smaller milestones day in, day out, Mm -hmm. right? And it seems awkward. I know because, you know, it's a practice for me. It's a practice for my clients and the people in our network. It's awkward to like, yeah, I wrote wrote my, you know, two blog posts this week. You know, we, for instance, um, and I'll I'll put myself on the table here. One thing that I've been frustrated about over the last few months is that I haven't been publishing new blog post as much as I would normally do. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's been the story. Like, ah, I'm not publishing. And when I sit down and think about it, I'm like, you know what? We have shipped an episode of this podcast every Tuesday since we started mm-hmm. every Tuesday. And it's not a small effort to get these things done. No. Every Tuesday there's, pl- there's a new episode. And that story about not publishing is like, that's actually not true. We've created a lot of stuff that we put into the library, you know, um, I've been working on longer form products, like we've been doing a lot of stuff. So it's not just because people don't see it, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that I haven't been working on it. And so it's, again, it's celebrating that progress and saying, you know what, stop focusing on what I haven't done, but celebrate the fact that like, you know, this is episode 62 of the Creative Giant Show. And mm-hmm. every Tuesday, boom, it's been published. Yeah. Um, that's huge. Yeah. That's huge, right? Um, the new planners and worksheets that we've created, huge. Um, the library and pulling everything together, that's huge. The work that I've been doing to support Live Your Legend, huge. Align Thought Leader, huge, right? Yeah. When it comes down to it. And so again, it's a practice yeah. to celebrate that, like, oh, there's this new thing coming out. And this week, see, that's the thing we forget. Today's and this week's actions build the future of next week. Mm-hmm. In an eternal sort of way. It's like a, a scale. So next week's, you know, the, the today that's going to be next week, that's going to be true as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so there's always like today's actions lead to tomorrow's results. 
And if you can't sit, if you can't celebrate today's actions, because today's actions are always small, um, unless it's a capstone moment, like you've been working for nine months and it's the day your traditional book gets published, mm-hmm. then it feels like that's a huge day. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a momentous day. It's a remarkable day, but it's just another day. Mm-hmm. Like you got to wake up the next morning and do it all over again. Yeah. And um, I think in a lot of ways, this is, go- this is a veering way off. There is no off. There is no off. There is no on. No. When we look at what happens to a lot of creatives, like musicians, painters, artists, things like that, and they end up with all sorts of vices around drugs and sex and risk, I think part of it is that they get so used to the huge, huge highs and mm-hmm. the energy that, that comes from that attention. Mm that that becomes their basis, their their sort of stasis point for reality. Mm-hmm. And if um, there's no modulation to that, it's like they want tomorrow to be just as high as being on stage was last night. Yeah. There's only a few ways you get that type of high. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so I think celebrating daily progress just gets you used to that daily progress being the high, mm-hmm. being that stasis point, rather than, looking out for nine months. And the last thing that I'll say here is most of the best work that you'll do is work that you'll sustain over time, right? Um, it's easy-ish to, to create a podcast episode. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get to 200 podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. Right? It's hard to get in some of the acclaim things. And, or, you know, it's easy to write a blog post, hard to write a book. Mm-hmm. Um, easy to have a, a, a simple message, hard to create an enduring brand. Like, obviously, I'm thinking a lot about Align Thought Leader in a lot of ways. There, yeah. Right. But um, just keep in mind that most of the things that are, that are going to matter most to you are going to be done over time. Mm-hmm. And if you just wait for those huge milestones, it's hard to get through the dip. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really distorts your reality of what a good day could be. And if your reality of what a good day is distorted, mm-hmm. your reality of what a good life is, is going to be distorted as well. Absolutely. And I imagine, you know, I'm just thinking about this as you're talking about it and thinking about my own projects I've worked on over, you know, different points and times in my life and the ones that stalled or that I quit because of perhaps a lack of celebration for where I had gotten with it. Because I was waiting for that one big moment, right? Like when it's all done, when it's all complete, when it's shown to the world, whatever it is, and didn't take the time to celebrate the pieces of it that I got finished because those pieces are the building blocks, right? Mm -hmm. And... I can totally see how if we don't check ourselves and we don't celebrate the progress we are making, how it can be easy to just let things go or give up on them because you're waiting for the big end, the finale, the huge celebration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a third thing, or not a third thing. There's another thing that occurs to me on this. I think when we focus on our daily, weekly, sort of mundane progress, it actually has us build processes that we really enjoy. Let me explain. For instance, if I'm celebrating, I'm really pumped because um, one of the acquisitions editors for um, 
for the book, like I really like, I love sending her emails, mm-hmm. right? I love, I love that prospect. And I'm like, you know, this is an unusual relationship because normally it's been a different sort of awkward sort of thing like that. And I love sending her emails. So it means that sending her emails and being a good collaborative partner, like that process is going to be so much smoother, mm-hmm. right? And obviously there are going to be times where things might not work out and things like that, right? And I understand that, but like it has this focus on, wait a second, I like that relationship. I love the relationship with our team. I love sending them stuff. I love seeing what they're coming up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just has you be present to that. And it's kind of like a, um, it's kind of like it's been shown over and over again in the positive psychology world that when you focus on gratitude, when you focus on those good things that are happening, you get more of them. Mm-hmm. So if you focus on, if you celebrate those daily wins and those weekly wins, you get more daily wins and mm-hmm. weekly wins. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All righty. Another thing to consider. What you feed grows. What you feed grows. Sounds obvious, right? (laughs) Um, But a lot of times where we get disappointed in ourselves is we had some idea of what outcome we wanted to have happen. But all of our energy and effort went to some other project. It went to some other thing. Hmm. And again, um, since we've already invoked the leprechaun, we'll go to the to you know the fairy this time, right? So we okay. we get the entire the entire party in. Don't there. leave the fairies they, out. I oh, mean, they get mad. They yeah. get mad, um, and then they start stealing your that one sock. See, mm-hmm. it's not a goblin; it's a fairy. Anyways, <laughs> hey, be I'm telling you, man, fairies. Okay, they can be mischievous. They, they can be. All right, so. Um, what you feed grows. And so what we end up doing is spending a lot of our time, energy, and effort on projects, um, but not spending that time, energy, and effort on something else that really matters to us. And then we're disappointed. And it's just, you know, a very basic question is, what did you feed, right? And if you're not feeding the things that matter to you, they're not going to grow. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not going to say, it's not that they're not going to grow. They're going to grow slowly, right? Yeah. Um, the universe has a way of like things that, of popping up things that, that really matter to you in different ways. And so you're not all in this alone and other people will take care of you and send things your way too. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference between opportunistically pursuing what matters and um, pursuing what matters in a focused way. Yeah. Right. So as you're making your plans for your, this next year, just remember that what you feed grows. And as you're thinking about prioritization and what you're going to do, just make sure the things that matter to you are getting fed And um, this is one of those things where, like, you know, your reach will always exceed your grasp. There will always be more things that matter to you Mm -hmm. than you'll have time, energy, and attention to feed. And I think that's the beauty, actually, of constraint is because it has you focus on the things that matter most. And at a certain point, you can sleep well at night saying, you know what, like, I wasn't able to do everything. Mm Mm-hmm. But I was able to do the things that mattered most and do them well. Yeah. I could sleep. Yeah. I'll get up tomorrow and do it again. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what you feed grows. And so make sure that what you're feeding is the, is what really matters to you. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, again, just going back to the priorities that we were talking about, right? And focusing our, our energy and our efforts on those things that matter and not feeding the self-doubt or the loathing or the I should have, um, but instead feeding 
the celebrations, feeding the progress, feeding the the positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stop shooting on yourself. You know, it's just one of those things <laughs> yeah. where, um, as a coach, I learned this very, very early as a coach. Like, I don't know. It's it's very, very rare for me to actually use the word should in any speech about myself, mm-hmm. about clients. Whenever I say I should be doing that, I'm always like, what do you mean here? Like, what's really being said? Because should carries such a weight of judgment to it. Yeah. Right. And so there are so many different ways that you can say whatever you were trying to say and just removing the word should mm-hmm. from your vocabulary with yourself and others. Yeah. Right. Um, so saying, you know, I should be doing this, you might be saying, like, I expected that I would be doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Okay. So you're disappointed. There are different things that you can do that, right? Rather than mm-hmm. I should be doing it. It's just a different, it, it's a different language and it creates different possibilities. And yeah. so just, you know, should is one of those words that just for, for good self-talk to yourself, just remove it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like removing blame, right? Mm-hmm. That's, it's what it, I don't know. It seems like what that equates to at times, right? It's just like blame. Yeah. Blame, disappointment, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, for well, however you're going to use should, trust me, I've done this as a coach for a lot of different things. Wherever should comes up, you can always come up with another way of saying it. It's, it's almost like should and but. Mm-hmm. Right. If you remove should and but from your vocabulary, mm-hmm. um, it opens up such possibilities, which is why, like in my writing, I don't know if you notice this, Angela, if you, you know, if you're if you're a reader, you probably notice this in my blog a lot more in later years. There's always an and. Mm-hmm. Right. There's, you know, because normally when we use a but we're contradicting or we're contradicting whatever we said before the but. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, I, you know, that would be good to do. But but in that but like. Contradicts or you know something like that. So yeah, you might as well not even have said the first part. You might as well not even said because <laughs> whatever follows the bud is what you're placing weight on, mm-hmm. right? Um, whereas if you say, you know, I really should, I really, you know, thought I would be doing this, and I'm going to do something different, or and this happened, and you know that's where my energy went, mm-hmm. right? Okay, both are true. You're not making one subordinate or you know subordinate to the other. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So stop shooting on yourself. Yes. Um, and get off your butts. <laughs> I love it. Alrighty. Last major consideration. Focus on fewer goals. Now, this one trips people up because a lot of times when um, when they think about what I'm going to say, which is tend about be about productivity and doing more, so on and so forth, mm-hmm. um, they think that I'm going to help them do like more of the projects on their list. Yeah. That never actually happens. Well, not that it never happens. It does happen, right? Um, normally due to prioritization, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of times what it amounts to is choosing the things that matter most and focusing more of your energy on those things. Because again, what you feed grows, mm-hmm. right? And if you have, we still haven't done the penny exercise, but maybe maybe <laughs> sometime in the future. So let's let's just talk about units of effort, which is the way I like to talk about it, right? Let's say you have 10 units of effort and you get those 10 units every day and you don't get 12, right? You don't get to split those units in half and, and quarters and things like that because it just makes it crazy. You just have 10 units of whatever they are, right? Mm-hmm. 10 hours, you know, 10 blocks, whatever, right? Um, that's all you got. Obviously, if you have 10 priorities, every priority gets one unit in, a, in that time slice, right? Well, that means that things are going to grow at one-tenth of the rate that they normally would. Mm. 
See what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now that's very abstract, but you can see what I'm talking about on an intuitive level, right? Um, and so what we want to do is say, you know what, rather than having 10 priorities, 10 projects, what if I had three? Well, if you had three, you know, um, you get three units and then you get one left over for, I don't know, self-care, you know, <laughs> um, prioritization for soft side things. I don't know. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But you ensure that those things go. And what happens actually? When you focus on fewer goals, you get them done faster. Mm-hmm. And so if you look at a very large span of time, say three years, you're better off to do three major projects every year mm-hmm. and really knock nine things off the board. Nine major projects, you know, finishing books, doing a reorg, like hiring staff, like whatever that looks like in your world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, lining yourself up for a promotion, like going back to school. Like you can think about those really big, important things. If you just ship those three a year, three a year, three a year, in time, you're considerably better off than if you committed to 10 mm-hmm. and half did most of them. And, yeah. then, you know, and so that's how you win in a time. You pick fewer things, you make progress on them. And, you know, if you can open a project and close it in three months and replace that with another project, that's a really good thing to do, right? Yeah. Better than having two projects that take you three quarters because you're jumping back and forth between them. Mm-hmm. So that's what focusing on fewer goals and projects will do for you is it allows you to line up your energy and your effort for the things that matter most. So we kind of walk backwards, right? Um, you can probably see how, how we came up with this, right? So you focus on fewer goals mm-hmm. goals that you have you know, really determined those goals and projects based upon what your priorities and values are. And you know that what you feed grows, mm-hmm. right? So you get to celebrate the progress mm-hmm. that you make on those. So that when you go into that next year, you have many more wins on the board. And you do it all over again. Yeah. Yeah. The wins feel good. They feel really good. And the half-done projects, they get carried over. Um, not so much. Yeah, not so much. Angela and I were actually talking about that before we recorded this mm-hmm. episode because there are, there's been a project. It's it's the guided business review yep. that's been in a state of eighty percent done most of the year, and it's been displaced by other things. And we were talking mm-hmm. about what I wanted to focus on for the rest of the year, and I'm like, I would much rather finish that mm-hmm. and not cross into the next year with us still in that eighty percent done, than to scoot something else another fifteen percent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it's okay that projects in the slip like end up getting displaced. But, you know, there's one thing that you can think about if you're never really sure about what to do is focus on something that matters Mm -hmm. and focus on something that you can finish quickly. Mm. Right. It's a good sort of way. This this is so much about annual planning. This is just when you get stuck and you're not sure what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's going to lead you to finishing low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's going to do that. But I'd rather people finish low-hanging fruit than not finish anything at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so um, that was just, I guess, a bonus, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else we want to throw on the board about this? You know, the only thing I was thinking about, you just brought up the guided business review. And I'm super pumped for it to be out there, um, you know, and... The fact that it is going to be out there before the end of the year is like, let's do our on-air high five before the end. High five. Yeah. 
again, just one of those projects that that's been hanging for a while and it's been getting displaced. Um, but now is the perfect time to finish it, right? It's what people need right now. And you also feel the need to get it done. So way to go. Yeah, way to, <laughs> That's awesome. Way to go in advance. <laughs> and since we're saying this on air, I'm going to feel really awkward if it doesn't, right? And Angela it will knows be that, done. Yeah, Angela knows that's part of my creative impulse is like, if mm-hmm. I commit to doing something publicly, then I'll end up doing it. Yeah. Right. And it's what, I, I mean, I think it's just beautiful and perfect and it, it needed to wait until this moment for a reason. And, you know, we're talking about you know, putting a bow on this year and really celebrating what's happened this year, but then being able to to focus and go with good energy into the next year and into your planning for the next year. And that's what, that's what people need help with right now. Yeah. So, yeah. And I hate a stagnant project. <laughs> like I hate when it's showing up as something like, Oh, anyways. Yeah. Um, we're blessed to have a lot of great people and great projects in our life right now. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be nice to have that one, um, you know, marked done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All righty, Creative Giants. Thanks for listening to this episode. Again, this is episode 62. Angela, thanks for being with me today. You always make this so wonderfully fun. I'm really happy to be here. And before I jump off real quick, because I know it's the last one that we're doing of the year together. Um, I just want to wish everyone a happy new year coming up in 2016. And I really hope that they'll take some time to celebrate the beautiful things that have happened in 2015 um, and look forward to an awesome and even better 2016. Fantastic. Um, So, yeah, Creative Giant, you've done some great things this year. I don't know what they are, but you have absolutely done something worth celebrating this year so celebrate it celebrate that you're one of those souls that started this year and finished this year alive and intact and healthy and with options yeah and um you know set yourself up for success in the next year with some strong showing up and some strong finishing and until next time stand tall thanks for listening to the creative giant show to find more tools and inspiration for creative giants head on over to ProductiveFlourishing.com. Stand tall, creative giant.